once again. I'm Michael Kang. And I'm Allison. Okay, April 30th, 2021. A long time ago. Was the day that we first, uh, we got the first hint that the original Benefer were going to get a revival because Ben Affleck was uh, caught by caught by the paparazzi outside of Jennifer Lopez's house. So that was less than three months ago. Mm-hmm. And it took them three months, but they finally fulfilled an audience request. Because <laughs> ever since Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez got back together, we've been, I mean, I've seen so many gifts picture uh, you know pictures links about the jenny from the block video prayers with wishes him yeah pulling off her bikini string tapping her ass all that they finally took an audience request and they did a reboot of that so everyone can stop now they have fulfilled um that request we can start working on a different type of prayer yeah, work on a, a Jersey Girl sequel prayer. I mean, well, you'll be praying to Satan because that's the only one who wants a sequel to Jersey Girl, but you'll be praying to someone. So um, like I said, it's like everyone knows that image from the Jenny from the Block video. Mm-hmm. Right? Iconic. It's iconic. I'm pretty sure it's on, um, if you go to the Sistine Chapel at the Vatican, it's on the ceiling. There used to be some other you know, picture up there, but they updated with a much more iconic image of Ben playing with J-Lo's ass on Mm -hmm. a yacht. So if you're in that area, you can see it there, or you can just turn on the internet. It's everywhere. Or you can just turn on the internet and see the reboot of it, which has happened. So J-Lo and Ben are on a yacht in the south of France right now Mm -hmm. to celebrate her 52nd birthday, as you do, right? When you yeah. turn 52, you celebrate in the south of France. 52 is the big one. Yeah, I'll be, I'm sure I'll be celebrating my 52nd birthday in the south of France. But I'll mm-hmm. be like really south of France. Like a cheesecake factory in um, Florida? Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> that still <laughs> that sounds, far south. That's so, still, yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah, Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, of course. Rancho Cucamonga <laughs> is the France of California. That's what it says on their flags. Yes. yes. So, um, but paparazzi pictures came out of J-Lo in a bikini, of course, lounging next to Ben, who is not in a bikini, sadly. It's just in some beach t-shirt. Poor planning. Last minute planning. Yeah. They're kissing. He's stroking his ass. So how rehearsed do you think? how, How long do you think they rehearsed it? Well, Michael, you know that, like, my conscience... The, like, conscience that tells me that I want to keep my job tells me that I should answer, like, oh, they choreographed this for at least two weeks. They were in the studio every single day. They had a trainer and, like, a dance choreographer being, like, five, six, seven, eight, hand, ass, hand, ass, back away, give a kiss. (laughs) But my heart says um, that they didn't rehearse it because this is completely natural. And they were just being romantic with each other on a boat. And then they were, like whoopsies can you believe that this is also what we did in that music video that we filmed 20 years ago well coincidence your heart is a sweet summer child because they this was so planned oh yeah my heart's dumb yeah yeah (laughs) she's dumb (laughs) 
<laughs> so Ben also made an appearance on JLo's Instagram. So they're Instagram official now. She posted a picture, which was taken by her personal photographer, by the way, and she credited like <laughs> her photographer. She doesn't give a fuck. She's shameless, and she doesn't care that she's shameless. I but, love her um, so much. <laughs> and she posted a picture of them kissing on the yacht. And on top of that, J-Lo has been papped wearing a necklace with Ben's name on it. Mm -hmm. Um, This week's People magazine cover story is devoted to their revived love. Um, There's more stories about how she's moved to L.A. to be closer to him. They're madly in love. She's ready for him to propose to her. So the Benefer revival is on and playing everywhere it's now playing in the south of france but it's playing everywhere this is like the best-selling show on broadway every day you're gonna get show-stopping numbers and you're gonna be out of your seat clapping and cheering and you're gonna be like this was worth my money i love it i would watch it again and you're over you're overselling it so you really need to send your resume to jlo's pr team i do at least yeah at least i should be writing the playbill for this performance So people in their lives are also happy about it. Um, One of Ben's biggest soulmates, Matt Damon, told a reporter that he's very happy for Ben and happy for the both of them, and they deserve the world. Um, Yeah. I think he said that before. I think when they first, the rumors of their first together, he said the same thing. So Matt is always happy for Ben. (laughs) He's a good friend. Uh, Yeah. That Ben, however, you know, has been very silent. Jennifer Garner. This. No, not Jennifer Garner. She doesn't but... want to get involved. She can stay silent. She doesn't no, care. No, Ben's other huge soulmate, Dunkin' Donuts. They haven't said shit, and that is suspicious. Well, they know J-Lo. J-Lo's not going to let some Dunkin' coffee into her house. She's, I mean, J-Lo is Jenny from the block, but the block is now in Bel Air. <laughs> So she, they, they know that their their time is that you know their 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 time is um, running out. Duncan is tolerating her, and they're playing the long game. Yes, and there are some wrenches, wrenches, wrenches in uh, the rollout of the return of Benefer. Mm-hmm. Okay, like what? Okay, so most of us, we know what Ben's back tattoo looks like, right? It's it's in ingrained into our brains yes if you can't remember go to the delisted instagram there will be a picture of it after this podcast is posted Pl- shameless plug <laughs> you really need to work for jlo <laughs> that i slipped that in so subtly yes yeah she needs you jlo call her if you're, li- you're not listening to this but anyways um it kind of, it looks like if you ordered a meatloaf album from wish Mm-hmm. What you'd get is on Ben Affleck's back. Yeah. It's a mess. And in 2016, after we all found out he got this back tattoo, J-Lo was on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen asked her about it. She said... It's awful! It's awful. It's not I mean, attractive. I would tell him that. I would tell him, like, right. what, what are you doing? That's what, right. It has too many colors. His tattoos always had too many colors. They like, always have too yes. many colors. They shouldn't, have, they shouldn't be so colorful. Yes. You know what I mean? They should be, like, cooler. I don't know. So, I mean, it's true. But now she's got to look at those back tattoos when she's on that yacht, so... Well, how hard would it be to, like, cover that up with... With makeup? For instance, for instance, no, like a, a cover-up tattoo of 
them kissing on the yacht. How hard would it be to cover them? Oh my god, that's not going to happen. The best that they can do is like maybe somebody can like um use like Mod Podge and stick a Geely poster to his back and just be like, "This is three days. We've got three good days of this. Yeah, I'll come back get... and reapply it in three days." Yeah, they're rich. They can hire someone to just do that. And mm-hmm. you know, well, the good news for Ben is like now, like during sex times, he doesn't have to do a lot of work because I'm sure you know J Lo. She's hot. She loves looking at herself. For sure. So I'm sure she has mirrors on the ceiling. So she's going to have to be on top because if she's not, she's going to have to look at that ugly thing. <laughs> I, ben strikes me as a real almost asleep type to begin with. So it's perfect. Yeah. And there's also another, I don't know if it's a wrench, but um, so. A screwdriver. J- yeah. Alex Rodriguez and JLo, they were, of course, engaged before this. Mm-hmm. They split and then she went right to Ben and Alex Rodriguez was apparently very sad even though the rumors that they broke up is because JLo was sick of being with a cheating slut Mm -hmm. but he was apparently very sad that she dumped him he was been trying to get her back blah 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 so guess where he's at he's in the south of France as well but not because he's stalking them, his ex and her new man, or so uh, E! News claim. Okay, because it it looks like stalking. That looks like stalking. I mean, it pretty much is. But E! News claims that before A-Rod and J-Lo broke up, they, and their birthday's around the same time, like A-Rod's is today, J-Lo's was, you know, Friday. I don't know, a couple days ago. I'm not (laughs) sure exactly when. But their birthdays are right around the same time. So they had planned to spend their birthday in the south of France. So they had planned this trip and then they broke up and she decided to take the trip with her new man and he decided to go by himself. So they're oh. like, they have like, na- they're neighboring yachts. Okay, honestly, A-Rod is, needs to get more creative because that's just the plot of forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, and he tries to get her back? Like, yes. Yeah, they like booked a trip or whatever. They broke up. They both ended up going. Kristen Bell brought her new Kristen boyfriend. Bell. And Dax, is Dax Shepard in that too? He might he might have had a day part. He might have had a couple of lines. No, her boyfriend was Russell Brand. And then Jason Siegel was the A-Rod. And then he okay. falls in love with Mila Kunis. So let's cross our fingers that A-Rod finds love on this trip. Because uh, otherwise this is desperate. Well, would you... Okay, let's say... You and your ex had planned this romantic trip. You break up. Would you still go on it? Oh, it depends on how romantic the trip is. Like, if it's a... I don't know. It depends on the place. Like, if you're just... If it's like, oh, we're going to go to... What if it's a big trip? Like, airfare, hotel, the whole thing? I would probably still go on it, but I would just be like, do not... If you see me, do not look at me. Pretend you don't know me. Don't let try to book a different flight for me. No, because then you're like staying in the same hotel and stuff. Yeah, I'd well, wa- I want my money back. Well, with Aaron and J Lo, this, this does not. They're not saving yeah. money. They're not doing this yeah. because they're afraid like... of losing a flight <laughs> payment. Okay, they're not doing this because no. they want a deposit back. No, they can. They have more money. They can give the trip to somebody else they can just say goodbye to the money and go somewhere else or i'm sure they can be like listen person we're renting the yacht from do you mind if we come next week instead of yeah this week 
So that's why when you said this isn't, it sounds like stalking, but it isn't stalking. I'm like, well, it kind of is because he could easily not have gone. Yeah. And it's also in the water too. It would be different if Abrod was staying back on land, but the fact that he's on a boat in the water, that's creepy to me because the water doesn't have rules. Like they don't have laws. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Kevin Costner in Waterworld. (laughs) The water is lawless. It's a lawless hellhole. No, I watched The Little Mermaid. There's rules, okay? Mermaids can't marry humans. There are some rules. <laughs> yeah, but, but. That, those, ones are only in, those ones are only enforceable by a contract. If you sign away your voice, it's a lot more complicated than the human world, I would say. The, po- the point here is A-Rod is like pulling some... He's waterworlding her. Yeah, yeah. And there's also stories like, you know, he was having lunch at a restaurant and J-Lo and Ben were supposed to have lunch at that restaurant they had to change their plans he's ru- he's completely ruining their vacation they can't go to they have to go to another fancy restaurant instead of the fancy restaurant they wanted to because a-rod is there it's ruined and michael do you understand how complicated it probably is to like have to then call up all the photographers and be like oh my god plans location change yeah and they're like we thought we thought we would have the light at this place for a 1 p.m reservation like what are we gonna do that's inconsiderate of a-rod yeah very yeah very much so okay so moving on from one couple in the absolute throes of love real love to another couple that will probably be fighting each other in court until the aliens take over what's left of our planet so angelina jolie and brad pitt have been getting divorced for the better part of half a decade five years so they split up in 2016 just to just to uh, like give you an idea of how long this is, by the way, 2016 is a very long time ago. She, we kind of all know what happened. She filed for divorce. They share six kids, Maddox, Pax, Zahara, Shiloh, Vivian, and Knox. The last two are twins. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt are technically divorced. Like they are legally divorced. They're not married to each other. They're single, officially. But they're still trying to figure out a custody agreement for five of their kids. Um, not Maddox because he is legally an adult. So the remaining kids are between 17 and 13 years old and they're all involved in this mess. So for the past couple of years, they've been fighting each other for custody. What Brad Pitt wants is 50-50 joint legal physical custody, which is kind of like regular sort of, a regular kind of custody agreement that you would see oftentimes with like, Famous people or regular people. And Angelina Jolie hasn't really wanted that, for lack of a better word. she's She claims, you know, her lawyers will claim like, oh, she doesn't want to prevent the kids from seeing Brad. But she's like really fighting him hard on this 50-50 custody agreement. So it seemed like this like situation had kind of wrapped itself up. So a couple months ago... Um, the judge that's presiding over their uh, custody fight decide, gave Brad like a temporary, um, like a temporary victory. I hate to use the word victory because it sounds like it's a fight, but it's not that kind of fight. There's like no winners here. But the point is the judge, his name is Judge John Uderkirk, which I always picture Bob Odenkirk whenever I read about their judge. And it's not the same person obviously, because one is named John and one is named Bob, but, and it's a different last name. But the point is Judge Bob Odenkirk gave Brad a temporary 50-50 custody. So he's like, congratulations. Get more time with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, and this is like enforceable and it's legal and physical and all that stuff. 
Angelina was pissed because um, in during the custody agreement, she had wanted three of the kids to testify against Brad because there were accusations of domestic abuse. And she really wanted a new judge. So John Uderkirk married Brad and Angelina Jolie when they got married in 2014. And he's been the judge that has presided over a couple like legal things that they've had. Mm-hmm. But then when they split, she's like, oh, well, he has a great relationship with Brad's lawyers and this is unfair and he's going to be biased towards Brad. And Brad's side was like, no, we're not. We're like all professionals. Any business that we have had with John Oderkirk is in the past. It's all wrapped up. It's not a big deal. So that might not have been the truth. So after Brad was given his temporary um, 50-50 custody, Mm -hmm. Angelina's legal team was like, we're going to appeal the decision. Yeah. And they might have found kind of a loophole. So when Judge Uderkirk and like Brad's lawyers was like, no, 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 we, I also love to imagine lawyers talking like this because they de- they definitely aren't. But they're like, no, 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 we, do, we like don't have any open cases anymore. We like only work together in the past and like this is the future and we're all going to be professional. There was actually maybe allegedly an active case that they didn't, disclose after Brad had requested a new custody hearing. So Angelina's lawyers did a good and they brought this up and were saying like they were kind of withholding the truth and they were like not really being forthcoming about having a relationship and like being friends and all that stuff. And so like recently, a couple days ago, Judge John Uderkirk was removed by an appeals court which is what Angelina was like requesting. She's like, he should be removed. He's not letting my kids testify. He's like obviously biased against Brad. Yeah. So and she's been trying to get him removed for a while. A long time. Yeah. She was like really not into it. So here's the legal like jargony statement they said. Okay. Judge Uderkirk's ethical breach considered together with the information disclosed concerning his recent professional relationships with Brad Pitt's counsel might cause an objective person aware of all the facts reasonably to entertain a doubt as to the judge's ability to be impartial. Disqualification is required. That sounds like really like, am I crazy? That sounds kind of shady. Shady how? See, I see all legal. I've been like writing about legal talk Mm -hmm. for so long (laughs) that Mm -hmm. I like, I never try to like, sometimes it seems shady, but I'm like, that's just legal talk. Yeah, I know, but like ethical breach, that sounds like an that's like some, something you'd say to someone like be like you breached ethics. That is legal. You know what that is legal. <laughs> it sounds Well, because it's like like forever, you know, I I thought like well, irreconcilable differences sounds so shady and why people would choose that like as a reason for mm-hmm. their divorce and people would email me and it's like um that's because Michael it's like the only choice you have. So you don't have many choices. (laughs) Yeah. And it does, though. It sounds so dramatic. It sounds like you've been fighting for nine months straight and you've been, like, throwing dishes and, like, we are... But, yeah, ethical breach, yeah. They they probably meant it in a shady way. This is Angeline and Brad we're talking about. All... Everything else is thrown out the window because everything they do is to be shady towards each other. So yes, they were being shady. You, being you're shady. right, actually, yeah. Yes. So when, but here's the thing though. So when Brad was given his temporary 50-50 custody agreement, most people were like, 
Okay, so their custody agreement is probably going to be over. Like the next hearing will likely be to make it permanent and then they're done. But now because they've gotten the judge thrown out, they kind of have to start from scratch again, which means that like this, what year is it? 2021. This is like not going to be over for another five years. I mean, hopefully not, but I just put some bad energy out into the universe. It's definitely going to be five years now. And they're also fighting over, they have this Chateau Miraval, which is this winery in France. Yes. They're fighting over that because she wants to sell her half. He's She claims he's not playing nice and that he's keeping her from trying to sell it. So there's that whole mess. Like they're so intertwined and they, you know, honestly, they probably just love to fight each other. And so they they're like, let's just so drag, much. like War of the Fucking Roses. Like, let's just drag this shit out forever. It's like, Mis- yeah, it's like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but instead of guns, it's like um, kids and rosé. Yeah. <laughs> like, but also, so the thing is, um, obviously, their kids are going to start aging out of custody. So, for example, Pax is 17, but he turns 18 in four months. So... I don't think they're going to wrap this up in four months. No. I mean, unless a miracle happens. So he's on his own. Yeah. And then they're down to four. And then next thing you know, it's like one by one, they start aging out. And then what do they fight over? They Well, they still have the winery. They still have um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Nobody has given... um, The judge has not ruled who gets custody of that because that's going to be rebooted. Isn't it being... It is being rebooted without them. Yes, it oh is my being God. rebooted. So, okay, so maybe I get they figure that them, out. Yeah, maybe one of them owns stakes in that. But yeah. I mean, Michael, I'm not a I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know technically how this stuff works. But I think that if I was to suggest how they could wrap this up quickly, because they're obviously never going to like stop fighting over custody. Tell me if this sounds legally possible, okay? They put a magic eight ball in charge. So the kids can, the kids are old enough, they're all teenagers. They can choose who takes them to McDonald's on a Friday night, Mm -hmm. but everything else is decided by the ball. So like Angeline and Julie and Brad Pitt have the same ball. It's one ball and they meet at it. And then they like make a decision where it's like, Angeline is like, can I take the kids to the South of France for three weeks? And then she shakes it and it's like, outlook, not good. So like, okay, we'll scrap that plan. Well, the problem with that is Angelina Jolie will somehow find out that this magic eight ball, eight ball once belonged to Brad's friend and Brad used to play with it while getting stoned at his house. So they have a previous relationship. So this magic eight ball is is not being fair. So, it's tainted. Yeah. So she, yeah, she would file to get it removed from the case and then we'd have to start all over again. Oh, no. We just have to wait until they age. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now it's time for Delicit's Parenting Corner, which is just you basically in the corner, Allison, because you're the only one who's a parent. Yeah, and me being like, don't ask me, I don't make good decisions. Yeah, don't keep baby in the corner, <laughs> in the Delisting Parenting Corner. Okay, so this Delisted Parenting Corner is all about washing your kids, mm-hmm. and the topic comes to us from the brunette version of Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard. And I'm talking about Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. And they actually talked about this on Dak Shepard's 
podcast armchair expert. So mm-hmm. crossover hair color crossover event mm-hmm. of the season. Yeah. So if you like rolling your eyes and cringing, I guess go listen to that. But they actually didn't say anything that insufferable. I, I would think, agree. right? Yeah. Not no, that, I yeah. agree. Compared, yeah, this time. So they got to talking about showering. And Mila and Ashton said that they sh- they shower, but that they don't, like, soap up their whole body, right? Mm-hmm. They only, like, soap up their pits, their crotches, their assholes, you know, and then mm-hmm. everything else. Because something about oils. They don't want to wash away the oil. They don't want to scrub away the oils. Mm-hmm. So they they use water. And Mila said that she's used to it because she didn't have hot water growing up, so they didn't shower that often. And she said that when she had children, she didn't wash them every day either, like most people do. Um, Mila and Ashton have two kids, a six-year-old daughter named Wyatt and a four-year-old son named Dimitri. So Mila said, "Uh, I didn't have hot water growing up as a child, so I didn't shower much anyway. But when I had children... I also didn't wash them every day. I wasn't the parent that bathed my newborns ever. That's how we feel about our children. But I wash my face twice a day. So Dak said that he and Kristen bathed their kids every day as newborns, but only because it um, was part of a nightmare nighttime routine. They would, you know, (laughs) bathe their kids and put them to sleep. And Ashton said that if you can see dirt on your kids, it's time to clean them. If you don't see dirt, there's no point. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's very scientific. So I'm going to, so I'm going to pass this over to you because you, you're an expert at this. Okay. So I feel like every episode I reveal entirely too much about myself. And um, here's here's what I'm about to reveal. I also uh, didn't wash my newborn after she was born. Um, okay. I birthed I birthed her out. I took her home, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't clean her. She didn't have a bath. Uh, I gave her her first bath after a week, though, just because I was like, let's see what this is like. But okay. no, I like didn't really clean her off. She had like, um, she had like some stuff on her. Like, for a couple days, like, birth stuff, where, like, people were like, oh, um, have you washed her? And I was like, no, I haven't. Uh, And I also don't uh, wash my whole body either. So, like, but here's the thing, though. I also am with them where it's like, you have to wash your pits and your crotch. Like, you have to wash, like, the danger zones. And my daughter, I need to all clear up everything. She has a bath every single night. Because oh yeah, so she, she does. So you she, does her get, now. she does yeah. get dirty. Yeah, so she has one every single night, and she likes it. And it's like a break for me. I can be like on my phone, just reading stuff or whatever. And she's, you know, making a mess in the tub. So it's not like I don't bathe her anymore. But I, my legs and arms haven't seen soap in like years. So uh, is that gross? To be honest, <laughs> yeah, be totally on, be honest. I know that like some people years, think it's... you have not put soap on your legs in years. Uh, only if I'm like shaving them. Okay, so you have. So you've cleaned like, and I'm sure like you've gotten dirt on your legs at some point. And you have to like clean it off. Yeah, yeah, but it's like if you were to ask me like, did I wash my legs in the shower this morning? I couldn't lie to you, Michael. 
Oh no! See, I see. I don't shower every day, but I also don't leave my house every day. I don't. I don't do like any big activities. So, mm-hmm. I, and I think we've talked about this before in this podcast. But so, mm-hmm. you know, I don't shower every day. But when I do shower, yeah, I lather up from top to bottom. Yeah, and it's different when you do work from home because you're kind of uh, watershed markings for what you wash changes a little bit if you're inside your house all the day. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine. But like the baby thing, back to the mm-hmm. baby thing, like, yeah, I don't have a baby, but me and Ashton saying like, we didn't wash our babies mm-hmm. every day when they were babies. And we only mm-hmm. wash them like when we see dirt. But if I had a baby, I'd have to wash that baby every day because <laughs> they get food all over their face. They get yeah. food everywhere. They have a butt full of shit butt full of dingles i'm not gonna put my baby to sleep with a dirty face and a you know dirty butt like my drunk friend you know you <laughs> just like oh we'll, we'll handle this in the morning honey you're no. you're putting your drunk friends to bed with dirty asses i'm not gonna wipe their asses that's on them it's not my fault they got so drunk that they can't wipe their own ass what kind of friendship what kind of friendship do you think the golden girls were singing about in that theme song they were singing about a party but i'm pretty sure they were also talking about cleaning a drunk friend off no not that so it's like that i'm like okay you're not and besides like bath time scene sounds like i can play with mermaid barbies with them like (laughs) that seems fun so i do like i'm not a parent but i'm doing like you really aren't watching you did, really didn't wash your baby every single day. Maybe she said, I didn't wash my baby every single day. The nannies did. Maybe that's what uh, she really meant. The loophole. <laughs> yeah. And my nannies keep them clean. That's why we never see dirt on them. So we never have to wash them. I'm going to go with that. But I had a friend um, mm-hmm. growing up who mm-hmm. was like, you know, so uh, you've seen White Hot American Summer, right? Yes. There's this, oh, that little okay, boy yeah. who won't shower. Yes, voiced by Sam Levine. <laughs> yes. So I had a friend like that. I don't, I mean, he never, ever showered. He, he constantly smelled like hot cheese and tonsil stones. Just like he oh. constantly smelled. But he hated taking a shower. His mom would offer him money. What? To take a shower. Yes. I give you $5 if you take a shower because he never wanted to take a shower. Oh, no. That's didn't did anyone like just say like, um, this is yucky. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He always got made fun of because of it. Always. Well, he's too bad. Like he should have gone and lived with Mila and Ashton. I mean, they weren't even I don't even know if Mila was alive back then. But (laughs) but he should have gone and lived with Ashton at least. Ashton. He would have understood. And now we're going to talk about five stories, starting with Paris Hilton. Page Six reported that 40-year-old Paris Hilton is pregnant with her first child, and the father is her 40-year-old fiancé, Carter Reum. Paris did say earlier this year that she's doing IVF treatments, but wait. Paris said on her podcast, uh, because everyone's got one of those, so does Paris, that she's not pregnant and she's waiting until after the wedding. Mm-hmm. And Paris has been engaged a few times and never been married. So this wedding may never happen. 
which means that a Paris Junior may not happen anytime soon, which means that Child Protective Services in Los Angeles doesn't have to hire anybody new yet. Yeah. Yet. Just, just yet. yet. Like, I'm glad that she cleared up that rumor because I don't know if the medical community was ready for the first documented case of a baby being born who instantly scored higher on an IQ test than its parent. The Kylie Jenner's babies, probably. Oh, baby. Kim's baby. babies. Needs verification. Yeah, I don't think needs... they released those records. <laughs> and, you know, this is also... Paris not being pregnant is also good news for her 30,000 dogs. Because, you know, their little backyard dog mansion, you know that one? Mm-hmm. Is already crowded enough. And it'd be really crowded after Paris gets bored of her newborn baby and throws the kid in there with them. And that'll be like two days after the kid is born. So that's good news for the dogs. The golden era of reality trash TV could be upon us again because VH1 has announced a new season of The Surreal Life. The Surreal Life ran in the early aughts and it was a gift to us all. If we never had Surreal Life, we would have never had Flavor of Love. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's really a, a crown jewel of pop culture. Mm-hmm. So the new season will come out in the fall and will star Stormy Daniels, Dennis Rodman... Agus, um, August Alsina, who's a singer and was Jada Pickett Smith's one time boo. Mm-hmm. Um, Tamar Braxton, Frankie Muniz from Malcolm in the Middle, Kim Coles from Living Single, pro wrestler CJ Perry, and YouTuber Manny Mue. So it's basically a who's who of who, because <laughs> I, Which... don't, I, I don't know. Many people probably don't know half of those people. But isn't that the like uh, the goal and the heart of the surreal life and the spirit of the surreal life? Well, I think the goal is to fill a house with celebrities. And half of these, I don't know if they're considered celebrities. But anyways, yeah, it's just the goal is to be messy for TV. Yes, exactly. So yeah, they're going to reach their goal because Stormy Daniels and Dennis Rodman, they're either going to hate each other or hate fuck. That's all so, we can ask for. Yeah. But you know who's really thrilled about this news? Who? Dancing with the Stars. Because they're hearing this and they're like, finally, we are now a celebrity's second last resort. Yeah. But I think some of them have already been on it. Frankie, Frankie Muniz placed very high on the surreal life and he hosted uh, Dancing with the Juniors or whatever. So he's Dancing with the Stars royalty. Excuse me, Allison. Marky Mark um, has four kids, ages 11 to 17, and he says that they don't really like it when he goes to their sports games because he, being the star of Daddy's Home 2, might overshadow the game with his star power. So Marky told Entertainment Tonight that his kids don't let him get out of his car at their games, so he has to watch while sitting in his car. And he said at first he took it personally, but now he doesn't mind because he wants them to have their own identity and also wants to support them. So he's okay with sitting in the car. Sitting <laughs> so in the hot you, car. Yeah, so if you see like some strange man sitting in his car and watching a bunch of kids play, you know, it's not just a regular creep. It's the creep known as Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. And he's just watching his kids play. Yeah, so totally have to totally call the police. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> totally normal. He's like, call the police. He's like, hmm, that's been done to me before. I know, memories. Okay. (laughs) Kanye West's uh, next album is called uh, Donda, 
but it really should be called Donde Esta because he's been talking about it for a year and it still isn't out. But he's been promoting it recently and he had a listening party for it at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And during that listening party, he had refreshments, but you had to pay for that shit. And the internet thinks you had to pay a lot. So there's a sign that went viral and it's a refreshment stand sign or whatever. And it's uh, the ke- and on the sign it says the kettle corn is thirty five dollars, the snack basket is sixty five dollars, the crispy chicken tenders fifty dollars, the brownies and cookies forty five dollars, the hot dog forty five dollars as well, or was it forty dollars? I think it was forty dollars. Forty dollars. A steal. So- a steal. A I mean, a steal. yeah. I mean, we know that Kanye West loves processed crap stuffed in a casing. He married Kim Kardashian. Oh, Michael, you stole my joke, you thief. <laughs> I think I stole everyone's joke. I know. Can I still do mine anyway? Yeah. Okay. The last time Kanye was around so much highly processed, shamelessly expensive meat of questionable origin, he was hearing Chloe compliment Kim on her latest butt. Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> but although people have already came out and said that these aren't prices for just one hot dog. So it's the price, it's like the prices for a stadium suite. So you're actually getting like a platter of wieners. (laughs) For For 40 bucks? That is a steal. (laughs) Halloween is still three months away, but people on Twitter have pointed out that stores like Walmart, Dollar General, and others are already selling Halloween candy. So last year, because of coronavirus, stores started selling Halloween candy early too, but they started selling in August. So they're even earlier this year. Mm. The return of fun-size candy, said my full-size gut after 10 months of eating non-holiday full-size candy bars. But what is the point of selling candy early besides money? Well, also, it doesn't make any sense either because all people are doing is buying it early, eating it all, and then like a month later going, oh my God, we've run out of Halloween candy. We need to go buy some more. And then they do that for like, yeah, money. (laughs) Well, and it works because every time, you know, I turn on the TV or look at Twitter, I see some scary shit. So it's Halloween every day. And that's the end of our show. It's a shorter one this week. But if you haven't rated and reviewed us yet, please do. It helps. And if you have a question you'd like to ask us or a tip or something you want us to cover, you can email us at dtp at delisted.com. Mm-hmm. It's been a lovely week, Michael. Till next episode. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.